Somebody bless that name. Praise God. Praise God. Victory has a name, and it's Jesus. When everything else, everything else has failed you, just remember, Jesus has never failed you. Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never leave the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. I'm thankful for the name Jesus. I'm thankful that he is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Would you turn around and shake somebody's hand or wave at somebody, whatever it is you feel comfortable with. Tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord this morning. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I am delighted that you're in the house today, and I am thirsty, I am hungry, I am desiring for greater things. Song says, greater things are yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. Amen. I believe that. I believe greater things are yet to come and greater things are still to be done in your home and in your life and in my life. I don't want to ever sell Jesus Christ short. You know, we dream, we have dreams, we have wants, desires, and things that we want to see happen, but his ways, the Bible says it, his ways are beyond our ways. They're past finding out. He's got things he knows the thoughts. He knows the plans that he has for you. They're of good and not of evil to give you expected end. You've heard me say that, speak that a hundred times probably if you've been around here very long at all. He's got great plans for you. So I don't want to sell him short with just meeting my plans or meeting my desires and my wants. Amen? There's things that God wants to do inside of each and every one of us, and I would that he would do them in every one of us. And what better way to start and right here, right now, in 2022. I want to preface what I'm going to be preaching about over the next few weeks. As you heard about the last Sunday of this month, is our new beginning Sunday. It's beginning afresh, beginning anew. Usually, here at Truth Church, we start the very first week with uh, focused prayer. And we get here, we come every single night, and we pray together, and and. Uh, this year, just in preparing calendars and things like that, I just felt that because of where break stopped and where people were still on uh, the vacation mindset, I did not want us to do that this week. And we have kind of gotten into, we, we're not there 100%, but we're trying in Jesus' name, getting to the first week being our 24-hour prayer week. And so I didn't want to take that away. And so... We decided to, since we have 24-hour prayer and then we have men's prayer as our focus on the second week and women's the third week, I wanted to take the very last week, the very last uh, full week of January as our consecration week. And so the last full week of January is going to be our consecration week where we will come here every single night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and we will come together for a time of prayer time of seeking the face of God, coming together, getting consecrated. And so leading up to that, I felt that God directed me into preaching 
a series, if you want to call it that, that's what I called it, uh, of things that we need to do as individuals, as whether it's your first time today or you called uh, Apostolic Church your home for many years, um, there's things that we need to do as people, as individuals. We need to get things together and pull things together, get focused like we never have before. And my effort is over the next four weeks is that we can do that. Every man, every woman, every young adult and every young person, our young people, our students are in here. And so I encourage you students to give your undivided attention to what I'm going to preach about over the next three weeks. And I will tell you that, yes, this is a message for this year. But this is a message that I could preach every week. It's a message that I could preach every single week, all year long, in different capacities and different forms, because it is something that we, as a body of Christ, as people of God, we deal with on a daily basis. And if we will learn how to conquer and defeat our greatest enemy, then we will be what God desires us to be. Amen. I truly believe that. That is not just for a hand clap, and I understand it merits one, but it is not just for a hand clap. It is the truth. Every man, if we'll learn to conquer some things, every woman, if we'll learn to conquer the greatest enemies that we face that I believe are our greatest enemies, when we learn to conquer those, then we will get closer to being what Jesus Christ wants us to be. Amen. So today I'm going to give you my title before we start, and that is Our Greatest Enemies. Our greatest enemies. If I could have a subtitle, it would be how to conquer our greatest enemies. And that is what we are going to endeavor to do over the next three weeks. Pastor Darren, what are our greatest enemies? Our greatest enemies are, number one, our flesh. We can stop right there and just meddle for a moment. Somebody say, my flesh. It's your flesh, ladies and gentlemen. It's my flesh. Our flesh is one of our greatest enemies. Doesn't matter where you come from. Your flesh is no respecter of person. Your flesh will do and say and, and, and try to get inside of your brain better and will do a better job than anybody else can. Your flesh will convince you to do all kinds of things. Second, second, and I'm going to take two weeks to talk on this one, preach on this one, and that is the world. Somebody say the world. the world. The flesh, the world. And lastly, and I won't give him very much time because he doesn't deserve it, that is the devil. The three greatest enemies the child of God will ever face is your flesh, the world in which we live, and the devil, the adversary, his imps, and anything that he tries to put in your way and my way. Amen. A lot of times, ladies and gentlemen, we give the devil all the credit. It was the devil that did it. No, sir, no, ma'am. It was your flesh that did it. That is truth. Yes, we don't like the devil, and the devil is bad. We don't like him. But the devil gets more credit than he's due. A lot of times... It's what's in between our ears and it's what's in our heart. And it's our hands. It's our eyes, our flesh. Praise God. If you would, turn 
your attention with me to 1 Peter. 1 Peter, the second chapter. And I'm going to be reading one verse of Scripture. I encourage you, don't let your Bibles get too far away. The bulk of my message today is Scriptures. I will do my very best to take time to let you get to those. But if I do not, you can go back on YouTube and watch those. They will. I've given our media team all of them, and so they will put them on the screen. If you're joining us today online, you're unable to be here, I encourage you to pray, God, let me, let me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, to start conquering these things now. I will tell you this, I will preach this message today and I will conclude I will conclude partially on the world. And I will come back again the next week. And I will come back again the next week and the next as I preach on consecration the fourth week. But I will tell you this. All of this will be in vain. Every last word that I feel that has been placed in my spirit to preach will all be in vain if we as individuals, whether it's your first time today, or you've called Truth Church your home, it will all be in vain if we do not take action in what we need to take action on. Pastor Darren, couldn't you preach the praise message today? I am. <laughs> I am preaching a praise message today. Our life is to live, be lived to praise Jesus Christ. And so if we can crucify the flesh, if we can deny the world and the things that this world wants to do in us and through us, and we can hate the devil and everything he has, then our life will praise Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Very incredible, very important address. How he addresses us, addresses the people in this scripture, this very first word. Dearly beloved, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers, as pilgrims. I want you to understand what he's talking about right there. This place in which we live is not our home. The car that you drove, the house that you live in, it is not your eternal abode. You're pilgrims, ladies and gentlemen. I am, pil I am a pilgrim in this life right now. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers, as pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, which war against the soul. Lord, on this crisp, cold, first January Sunday, I am asking right now that you would come down from heaven with your power, with your spirit, with your anointing that destroys every yoke. It doesn't break yokes, it destroys yokes. And Lord, I'm asking that those yokes be destroyed in every mind, every spirit, every heart. Lord, my prayer is that we would be made sensitive this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, 
not my will be done as Pastor Darren, not the will be done of any, any man of God, woman of God in this place, but Lord, your will be done in our church and in our homes, in our families, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we submit ourselves. Would you pray that prayer? Lord, we submit ourselves to you. We submit my, ourselves to your will and to your way. In the name of Jesus, to every word that comes across this holy desk, Lord, we submit ourselves to you. In Jesus' name. And the church says amen. amen. You may be seated. Here in our text, the Apostle Peter is warning us that there are going to be things that you and I battle. There's going to be things that come against us. There's going to be things that us as humans are going to face in this life. It's going to be things that will beat us over the head like a tire checker or a baseball bat. Every single day it's going to be that horrible dripping noise that we hear in a leaky faucet. It's going to, it's going to come against us every single day. And he's letting us know that our flesh is not going to be able to destroy it. Our flesh is not going to be able to, to take care of it. So what we must do is we got to abstain from fleshly lust. We got to get away. Don't trust in your flesh. Don't try to ask your flesh to do anything. What you must do is you must trust in the Lord. The flesh that we are talking about is not the skin that is on our bodies, but rather the carnal nature. Can you say that? The carnal nature. After the fall of man, this corrupt and defiled nature automatically became part of who we are. It became what you, sir, and you, ma'am, are. It is not some fictional thing. It is a truth. After the fall of man, it became in us and part of us. We cannot help it. But through the power of God, Amen. let me say this, only through the power of God can we overcome it. That's it. You're not going to overcome it by a 12-step program. You're not going to overcome it by going to a, a small group that talks about it. The only way that you and I as individuals are going to be, over, be able to overcome the flesh, the carnal nature which lives in each and every one of us is the help of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise God. I can tell you, yes, they're helpful. Yes, those things out there that, that help us get on the right track, they're helpful. But the only way that you and I are going to overcome this carnal nature that's in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits is the power of a not dead God, but the living God. He's alive and he's well and he's looking over 
the balcony of heaven today and there are people in this building that are slaves to your carnal nature. But I am telling you this morning that Jesus Christ can and he will if you want him to. He'll come and he'll help you overcome the flesh which is in your body. You may be seated. Perhaps the most common battle that any new born again Believer, if you've come in the church in the 2021 and you came in the church over the past few months, I want you to hear me right now. But the most common battle that any newborn again believer will fight is the realization that once we have been baptized in Jesus' name and we've been filled with the Holy Ghost, we've truly been saved, we still have to fight against human nature. I've had conversations with some of you about it. Some of you have asked me the question, am I okay? Yes, you are okay. But guess what? You're still going to fight. I'm almost 40 years young. And guess what? I fight with human nature every single day. But I found somebody that I can grab a hold of his hand and say, Lord, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for thou art with me. You're my rod. You're my staff. You're there to comfort me. You're to help me. You're to move me along in this life. I can't do it on my own. I'm a failure. I'll mess up. Every single time, I'll give in to this carnal nature. But if I submit myself to Jesus, if I look at his ways, Pastor Darren, you got it down. You're perfect. No, 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 no. No, sir. Me, you, every man and woman in this building, none of us got it perfect. Every si- the day you put your gloves down is the day you're going to get KO'd. Amen. What are you talking about? The day you put your spiritual gloves down, I got this. I'm going to tell you something. Your carnal nature is going to come. And you're going to fall straight out. And you're going to look around. You're going, what happened? Fight the good fight of faith. That you may finish your course. We got to fight the carnal nature. We got to fight the flesh. We got to rebuke the flesh every single day. We can't let the sun go down on our wrath. We still fight against this human nature every single day. We still get angry. Or maybe that's just in the Gilbert home. We still get frustrated. Some of us even get exasperated. And tempted by things we know are not right. I get a show of hands? You get tempted by things you know aren't right? It's all right. Confession's good for the soul. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. You're all right. That's what's going to happen. But what, what you and I must learn is it's an enemy of our spirit. It's an enemy of our soul. It's an enemy that we must say, you're the greatest enemy that's ever come against me. But I've learned something in my life. I've learned, I've become mature in my life. I know what I gotta do. I know in whom I trust. I know who I hang my hat on. And that's Jesus Christ. I can't do it all by myself. But I'm gonna defeat you. I am going to destroy you because I'm gonna submit myself to God. I'm gonna bow my knee to Jesus Christ. I'm gonna hold the hand of my Savior of my God. He'll lead me and guide me through all paths of righteousness. 
I want us right now, if you grab your Bibles, I want us to look at some things that the, point, the Bible points out about flesh. First of all, newsflash, everybody knows this, or maybe you don't know this, and I'm going to be the one that tells you about it today. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26 and verse 41. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. Hold on a second. You mean I, I got to watch? Yes. Sometimes we got the praying down, but we don't watch. Sometimes we watch, and that's the problem, and we don't pray. We need to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. Here it is, the scripture. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Don't put yourself, don't put your family. Ding, 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 ding. Don't put your family in compromising situations because the flesh will say, oh, it's just one word. It was just one scene. We can't put our families and we can't put ourselves in compromising situations. Why? Because the flesh will say, it's all right. The flesh will say, go ahead and do it. The flesh will say, that's it. Come on, buddy. Keep on going. And the spirit will cower away. But ladies and gentlemen, what we got to do is say, no, I am going to watch and I'm going to pray and I'm going to make sure that my eyes are dotted and my T's are crossed and I'm living an overcoming life for Jesus Christ. But unfortunately, it's something that has to be preached, ladies and gentlemen. It takes us into consecration. It takes us into that place that we must go, that we must realize that the flesh is indeed weak. The flesh. Somebody say the flesh. This is what the Bible talks about, the flesh. The flesh profiteth absolutely nothing. John 6 and verse 36 it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh. Somebody say the flesh. flesh. Somebody shout the flesh. flesh. Sir, I'm preaching to you today. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You need to hear me on this Sunday morning. The flesh is going to profit you nothing. You better... You better get your nose out of the flesh. You better get your mind out of the flesh. You better get your heart out, out of the flesh because it profiteth nothing. It is going to utterly destroy you. It will utterly destroy your family. Somebody say the flesh. We getting the picture this morning? The desires of the flesh. Let's look at the desires of the flesh. Ephesians 2 and verse 3. Among whom also we all had our conversations in times past. In the lust of the flesh. In the lust of the flesh. Among whom also we all had our conversations in times past. In the lust of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh. And of the mind. And where 
by nature the children of wrath even as others. Just because you've been baptized in Jesus' name, just because you've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost does not mean that we won't have evil or wrong desires. Let somebody cut you off and I'll prove my point. Let, amen. Hello. See, that was, that was perfect timing, whoever that was. Let, let one of your children let your car door swing open and hit the car door in the Walmart parking lot. Amen? Let somebody mess up something that you worked your hard-earned money. Amen? I'm about to hit And all of those things come to light. Let your insurance company not do what they said they'd do. And we'll see how prayer. Oh, man, I felt the Holy Ghost moving right. It swept in here. Did you feel that? I felt that, man. Praise the Lord. Just because we're baptized in the Spirit, just because we're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost does not mean that we don't have evil in our spirit, in our heart. We must deny flesh young people I'll just stop for a moment this ain't even in my notes to say this but I just feel it adults you need to hear it too but young people have absolutely zero confidence in your flesh when I was youth pastor I used to say this I trust you I don't trust your flesh Why, Pastor Darren? Because your flesh is weak. Your flesh will keep going. Your flesh will not tell you to stop. Your flesh is not going to say, oh, hold on. No, 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 no. Your flesh is going to say, go, 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 go. Keep on doing it. It's all right. It's only one drink. It's only one drag. It's only one movie. It's only one thing that has some, some nudity in it, that has some, a bad word in it. It's only, it's only one thing. No, sir. It's not one thing. Because when you put that fire in the bosom of your flesh, your flesh starts gnawing. I want more. I got to have more. I want more of that. I want more of this. I got to have more of that. And you want it and you desire it on and on and on again. Brother Trevor talked about it. had no idea what I was going to preach about. He talked about it this morning in the prayer room. He said, I can remember when I used to watch these different shows and these different things that I could not wait for the next episode. I could not wait for the next thing. And I can tell you, I don't even know the names of the shows. I don't even know what they were. But I can tell you this. I promise you, they weren't wholesome. You know why? Because the flesh doesn't want wholesome. The flesh doesn't want right. The flesh doesn't want the things that... His desires change. His wants change. His confidence is not in the flesh. Don't let your flesh dictate to you. Let God dictate to you. Let the pulpit tell you something that you need to hear, how you need to walk, and how you need to live. Understand me when I tell you that Pastor Darren doesn't got it all together. 
scripture that says they do is stupid and dumb. And you can mark my words. They've got hidden sin somewhere in their closet. I am untouchable. No, you're not. There's a church that all of us are familiar with that they have broadly broadcasted that from the media and everywhere else that the untouchable was doing too much touching. And I'll leave that there. Have no confidence in the flesh. Philippians 3 and verse 3. For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Amen. You cannot skip the spiritual things in your life and think you'll be okay in overcoming the flesh. I'm not going to read my Bible. I'm not going to pray. No, nobody in the room is dumb enough to say that, but we just do it in our actions. Because I'll go today, they'll be in deeper life and they'll be in first steps. I hope prove me wrong. I want you to. And I'll go to our 24-hour prayer list and there'll be about nine, ten names on there. I pray at home, Pastor Darren. Do you? I know. I told you, we're con we are conquering our greatest enemies. And number one is the flesh. And so I'm thankful that God's given me the opportunity to speak it out. I ain't here to be your friend. I'm here to be your pastor. Amen. I want to be your friend. But I'm not here to be your friend today. I'm here to be your pastor. Understand me. That I look at myself too. I'm not doing very good because I'm only on page two. And I've got nine minutes left. We've got to make sure our flesh has, we have no confidence in our flesh. Your flesh is going to lie to you, sir. Your flesh is going to lie to you, ma'am. Young people, your flesh will lie to you every single time. Sow to the flesh, reap corruption. Galatians 6, verse 8. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So let me ask you this. If I look at this, I, I dabble with investments. I dabble with doing some things with investments. Ladies and gentlemen, this is insider information. That's what that is. Verse 8 of Galatians 6 is insider information, and it's legal, ladies and gentlemen. Brother Tex, it tells me if I'll sow to the Spirit... I'm going to have the best return that there ever could be. The Bible says life everlasting. I don't know about you, but I don't even want to put any dime, nickel, penny, pit inside of the flesh because I know the flesh is going to reap me something that I don't want. It's going to reap me hell. It's going to reap me destruction and evil things. I want to reap everlasting life. Pastor, is that why church is important? Yes. Is that why prayer is important? Yes. Is that why fasting is important? Yes. All of the above. We got to make sure that we do not sow to the flesh. We can't depend on the flesh. 
Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. I've told you, don't trust in me. Don't trust in the, the best Bible-toting prayer warrior as faster. Don't trust in any man. And maketh flesh his arm. And whose here dependeth from the Lord, departeth from the Lord. When you trust in your own abilities and not in God, you are cursed by God. I make enough money. I got this. I'm not going to return my tithe. I'm not going to give my offerings. I'm not going to support. That's okay. You don't have to. And if you think you've done lost your mind, if you think this is a prosperity message, it's not. It is truth. When you learn to trust in yourself, I got this. I'm going to take care of it. I, no, we're not going to give this week. We're not going to give this month. We're not going to participate in that. Number one, you're tying the hands of God. Number two, you're trusting in flesh. I'm trusting in flesh. Well, I got to make sure that we, I got to make sure I do this. Make sure I do that. You're trusting in flesh, and the only return is corruption. That's it. It's important, ladies and gentlemen, that we say, Lord, I'm not going to trust in my flesh. I'm trusting in you. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give my talent. I'm going to give my heartbeat. I'm going to give every part of me to you. I'm going to return it to you. I'm going to be right. I'm going to be pure. I'm going to give cheerfully. I'm going to give cheerfully of my time. I'm going to give cheerfully of my talent. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I sow to you. And when I sow to you and when I give myself over to you, I'm not going to reap corruption everlasting life oh life everlasting wow that's big time ladies and gentlemen don't depend on the flesh don't depend on the flesh don't depend on your abilities don't trust in your abilities born of the flesh versus born of the spirit John 3 verse 6 that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit Time and again, the word of God warns us. It, there's not a good enough word. It, it is precise. It is distinct. It is exact. It warns us of trusting in our flesh. You can search the scripture and history. And never find a positive outcome for a man's soul when he decided, when he made up. Because that's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. We make up in our mind if we want to give our life and our energy and all of everything about us trusting in our own abilities and our own flesh. We decide that. That is not something that the devil does. That is something that you do, sir. That is something that I do, ma'am. Ladies, that's what you do. You're never going to find in Scripture, you're never going to find in history that a person that did that, it came out good for them. Hope 
hopefully they finally realized. Hopefully they finally heard that, you know something? Trusting in my flesh is going to lead me to destruction. Trusting in my flesh is going to give me nothing but hurt and heartache and pain. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you today that we must not trust in the flesh. We must deny the flesh. We must get away from the flesh. We must put the flesh under our feet and say, Lo, Lord, I am going to trust in you and you alone. The Bible tells us that there is only one way of handling the flesh. We are to crucify the flesh. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Crucifixion. Crucifixion was one of the most horrible ways to die. Deuteronomy 21 tells us that everyone who was crucified was accursed of God. Galatians 3 and 13 speaks of how Christ was made a curse for us through his crucifixion. The flesh must not be allowed to live in any way. It must die. Somebody shout die. die. If you're at home today, shout die. Die. It's got to die. The flesh must die. And all the desires of our flesh must die with it. We must live completely and totally to please the Lord. Not too many months away from this time right now, I preached about pleasing the Lord. The number one way to please the Lord is to make sure that your flesh dies. How do you make sure your flesh dies? You fast. How do you make sure your flesh dies? You pray. How do you make sure you do what God wants you to do and not what you want to do? You meet the challenge of your pastor when he looks over this holy desk and says, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got 24-hour prayer. Why don't you make a commitment to be here at least one hour this week? And a holy hush comes over the congregation. If flesh is allowed to live, it will destroy. It will inevitably destroy Every child of God that allows it to live. Flesh. Somebody say flesh. Men say flesh. Ladies say flesh. If we allow flesh to live, flesh will kill us. I will look over this congregation, God forbid. I will look over this congregation, I don't even want to say it, three months from now. And I will see those that allow flesh to live. No, I won't see their physical face, but I'll see that they allow flesh to live. Man, this is a hard message for the first Sunday of the year, Pastor Darren, I know. But I'm going to tell you something. We're in a pivotal moment. It's been confirmed through people that didn't even talk, I don't believe.
Can you raise your hands right now? All across the building. I promise you I'm not just taking time because I'm out of time. I'm four seconds out of time. Jesus, flesh has got to die. 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 Child of God, you better, you better search every crit and cranny of your life right now. It's got to die. Stand to your feet. I'm not going to get to the world part one today. I'll, I'll start next week. But listen to me. Come on, church. Prayer and fasting, the word of God, faithfulness to the house of God, submission to the word of God are all ways to conquer this flesh, to crucify this flesh. If we don't conquer our flesh, our flesh will conquer and it will destroy us. It will destroy your spirit. It will destroy your mind. I need you to look at me right now with your hands lifted all across the building. Look at me right now, men. I'm talking to you. I have never felt so impressed by the Holy Ghost in this very moment. I promise you, I got three more, four more pages to preach that I want to preach them. But I'm going to tell you something. You need to hear me right now, men. and Men in particular, listen to me. You need to cruise. Keep your hands lifted high. I know, you're crucifying flesh right now. Just because I asked you to. You're crucifying the flesh. You need to make sure that you come to an altar and you say, Lord, I've got to crucify flesh. If I want my wife to crucify the flesh, if I want my babies to crucify the flesh, I must first crucify the flesh. Man, I'm opening the altar to you first. Ladies, keep your hands up. Ladies, right now, I'm telling you, I feel it strongly in the Holy Ghost. That's all I got for you. I don't have any paper. I don't have it written down anywhere. I'm just telling you, the unction that I feel in my spirit right now, that men, you better do it. Ladies, we better learn on this very first Sunday of the year that we better crucify the flesh. The flesh will win the battle. The flesh will win the war unless you crucify it. Ladies, I am opening this altar right now. If your husband's here, I want you to come stand behind him. I want you to come pray with him. If your husband's not here, if you don't have a husband that is in the house today, I want you to come to the altar. Young people, I want you to make your way to the altar. And young people, I want you to pray two things. I want you to pray this. Lord, let me submit to your will. And let me submit to the head of my home. Whether that is your mom because your dad is not here or doesn't live for God or he is not in the home, that's all right. If it's your dad, then I want you to pray, God, let me submit to you and to your will and to the head of my home. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I am telling you now, there's an undercurrent. I have felt it for weeks. I have felt it for months. I have made the statement to my wife. And it just came about again last night that I've been feeling like the axe was going to drop. And I didn't know exactly what it all meant, but it has begun to come together in my spirit. It came together in prayer again last night. God revealed things to me that I won't ever say from this pulpit, but all I can do is be a clarion call and warn you today, you better crucify the flesh. Pastor Darren, what do I got to do? The first thing you need to do in 24-hour prayer is you need to declare your own fast. Mama, 
You've been led by the flesh for too long. Your mama did it, so you do it too. Your daddy did it, so you do it too. And you have yet, you need to hear me right now, you have yet to crucify the flesh. You've gone to church here for months and years, and you still have not crucified the flesh. You hear Pastor Darren, I am not trying to coach you. I am only being a clarion call to you. Yes, I pray that the preaching convicts. I pray that it causes you to say, Lord, let me crucify my flesh. Let me kill it right now. Let me kill it right now. It's not hurting only you, ma'am. God have mercy. Come on, ma'am. It's not hurting you only. It's hurting your babies. It's hurting your daughter. It's hurting your son. It's a thorn in your husband's side. He's waiting on you to say, all right, I am going to crucify the flesh. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, people of God. Not everybody's going to want to do it. Not everybody's going to live it. Not everybody's going to say yes. Pastor Darren's preaching what he needs to preach. Some people are going to say no. He's not going to tell me how to live. He's not going to tell me what I need to do. I'm not asking you to do what I'm saying. I'm telling you to get in the book. I'm giving you scripture after scripture. The flesh is an enemy. The flesh is going to kill us. I don't like to beat a dead horse, but over and over again through decades and through centuries, oh, it's been happening to everyone, but I'm not talking about all of those and stories I've heard. I'm talking about friends of my own that have allowed themselves to allow the flesh to live. And they lived by the flesh. They lived for the flesh. They did what the flesh wanted to do. And it killed them. It killed their families. It's killed their children. No, I'm not talking about physical death. I'm talking about spiritual death. Families that don't live for God. Families that used to lead people and guide people and show people the way. Come on, what is it? Is it TV? Come on, is it, is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it, is it social media in general? Is it too much of this or too much of that? Is it novels? What is it that your flesh loves? Come on. Come on, young people. Is it the extracurricular activity that has you consumed? There's nothing wrong with extracurricular activities. I did them as well. But I'm telling you something. If it consumes you so much that God is not important, if it consumes you so much that it changes the way you look, the way you walk, the way you dress, the way you live, the way you do things for God, you better cut it off. You better crucify it. Is it worth your eternity? Oh, I'll get right. I'll get it all together when I get 25. I'll get it all together before I go to college. No, you won't. Oh, you're not positive, Darren. No, I'm not positive because the flesh always wins. The flesh always wins when you sow to the flesh, when you give over to the flesh. Go look at the book. Enlighten yourself in the Bible. Mama, read the Bible. 
and get off Facebook, get off Pinterest, get off just being a homemaker and that's all you do. Get in the book. It's your baby salvation. There's some of you. You know what the book says, but you're not covering your family. You don't have a desire to cover your family. Ignorance is not bliss. You better cover your family. You better study what covering your family is and if it is important. There's got to be a separation. When you will die, when you will kill the flesh all the day long, when you will destroy the flesh, you will not live for the flesh. Come on. Jesus Christ will begin to tell you and speak to you and show you in the word of God what you need to do. There's some of you that are about to go to deeper life. I'm going to tell you something. You better kill the flesh because you're not going to like the things that Brother Jonathan begins to teach you and tell you about. It'll get under your skin. I don't like that. Some of you quit last time because they begin to teach about things that you didn't want to hear. That's fine that you don't want to hear them, but they are truth. Come on, every hand lifted all across this building. Oh, would that there would be some wailing in this house. Come on. Crucifying something isn't fun. Crucifying is not a, it's not a thing that we like to do. But we got to crucify the flesh. We have to destroy the flesh. Get rid of the flesh, sir. Get rid of the flesh, ma'am. Come on, if you've already signed up for deeper life, I want you to raise your hands. I'm about to pray for you. I want to pray for you right now because I'm not, I'm not wanting you to give up. I'm not wanting you to throw in the towel. I'm wanting you to enlighten yourself. I'm wanting you to see some teaching from the Word of God. And I'm wanting it to change you and minister to you. It's not because I want it. Because I know that, but because I know that the Bible wants you to change. The Bible wants you to live right and me to live right. That's why we call it deeper life. Come on, if you're starting deeper life today, would you raise your hands? Come on, raise your hands. If it's your first time today and you're going to go to first steps, I want you to raise your hands as well. In the name of Jesus Christ, first and foremost, God, I am asking you to cover every individual in your precious blood. Cover their minds in your blood. Cover their ears in your blood. God, I'm not asking you to soften what you're trying to teach. I'm not asking you to soften what you're trying to put through, Brother Jonathan, to men and women of God. But Lord, I'm asking you to pierce the heart. I'm asking you to divide the things asunder. I'm asking you to do some work that only you're able to do in the name of Jesus Christ. Go before them and go behind them. Open their eyes to see what your word, your spirit is trying to say to the church. In the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, let it be received. And let it be acted upon. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you speak it with your mouth? Lord, I receive it right now. Come on, that's it, church. That's it, church. If you're joining us online, lift your hands today. Lift your hands today. Let the holy Shekinah of glory move in your living room. Let it move in your dining room. Let it move in this building right now. Come on. Come on, Truth Church. 
Come on, guests that are in the house. Come on, I'm going to crucify the flesh. I'm going to crucify the flesh. I'm going to crucify the flesh. Not every church is going to do what we're doing today. Not every church is going to preach what we're preaching today. Not every family is going to adhere to what the word of God says today. But as for me, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Come on, Mom. I know you want to teach them how to home make. I know you want to teach them all the ways of you. But teach them the ways of God. Teach them the ways of the Word. Come on, don't get me wrong, Truth Church. I'm not trying to guilt you to sign up for 24-hour prayer. I'm just wanting you to crucify the flesh. I'm not trying to guilt you into serving in the kingdom of God. I want you to want to serve in the kingdom of God. Oh, God. I'm not trying to guilt you to give. I'm not trying to guilt you to give of your talent and your time. I'm not trying to guilt you to come to church. No, that's not my effort. That's not my desire. My hope is that you will examine. My hope is, as I talked about last week at communion, is that you will examine the things that you need to examine and destroy the things that are all through sacrifice that need to be destroyed. And if it smells like the flesh, if it looks like the flesh, if it talks like the flesh, Put it on the altar of sacrifice. I want to say this last thing. And I pray that it's not Darren here. I truly feel that I need to say it. If if you allow yourself to be around things, I'll just say it, people that walk by the flesh, they don't mind the things of the spirit. I would encourage you this morning. Be careful who your company is. Yeah, 
for the text. More importantly, those that have walked after the Spirit that no longer walk after the Spirit. Brother Jonathan, what does the Bible say about that? So I would encourage you. It all points back to the flesh. And that's why I said if it looks like the flesh, if it talks like the flesh, if it smells like the flesh, the Bible says for us to crucify it. Sometimes it looks like what Brother Jonathan said. We got to mark it. We got to turn and walk away from it. Flesh never wins. Flesh always loses. Mama, listen to me. Ladies and gentlemen that are sitting in the congregation, flesh always loses. Ladies and gentlemen at the altar, flesh always loses. Always. This is not Pastor Darren. It's the book. You want my notes? Don't send them next week's Brother Gary. Get them from Brother Gary. Flesh always loses. Daddy, flesh always loses. Darren, flesh always loses. Bishop, flesh always loses. It doesn't matter your pedigree. It doesn't matter if you pray every single day. Flesh always loses. You better pick up the boxing gloves and understand that flesh is always an enemy. It's relentless. You'll give it a good kick in the seat of the pants and a good uppercut across the face and tomorrow it's going to come right back. It never stops, but it always loses. Hear me. It never stops, but it always loses. Only if you cover yourself in the name of Jesus. Only if you keep your dukes up. Only if you don't live in ignorance. Amen? Don't live in ignorance, ladies and gentlemen. Lord, we thank you for your word today. For those that have joined us online, Lord, thank you for them joining us today. Lord, I ask that your presence and your power would rest. Lord, rest in deeper life as Brother Jonathan breaks open the word. Lord, I'm asking that the Holy Ghost, like it did the last semester that we had it, I pray that the Holy Ghost would move in today in the name of Jesus. Lord, those that are joining First Steps today in the name of Jesus. Yes, so we want to bless them with lunch, but Lord, I want them to be blessed with more than a lunch. I want them to be blessed with an open door to join the family of God, to be a part of the family of God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm asking that you would lead and guide us. I'm asking, Lord, right now that every family member under the sound of my voice, Lord, would mark the flesh. 
I'm praying right now. I am asking right now. I am pleading right now, Jesus. Lord, would you do your work? Would you nudge every woman? Would you nudge every man? Would you nudge every young person? And Lord, would you, you I know you can't make them. You won't make them. You're a gentleman. But Lord, would you nudge them? in an effort, God, to crucify the flesh like they have never done before. Lord, when we crucify the flesh, Lord, we live. We live, Lord, how you want us to live. We are an overcoming man. We are an overcoming woman. We're an overcoming family of God. In the name of Jesus, let your will be done and not our will be done. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Would you shout unto God?